welcome back to the Darkness. This is a very special episode where throughout the month of October, I will be doing a very special event. From October 1st to October 31st, I will be telling a very series of stories, horror stories, either creepypastas, real-life horror stories, or anything horror-related. So, I hope you're ready. Whatever you need to be able to prevent yourself from screaming, prevent yourself from wetting yourself, or anything to prevent yourself from leaving the room, because this would be interesting. This is Jade from the Nerd Fix on this very spooky month. So sit back, relax, and get ready. Notice the patterns of the characters? All of them are the same age throughout the entire series. I will explain this to you. Thursday's school was built during the Great Depression. TJ was among the first students to attend. He was always proven to be a strong leader, running fourth, fourth grade president in 1938, a year before World War II began. However, the current principal at the time was making budget cuts on certain lunch items. Planning to lead a revolt, TJ was hit by a police car during a student walkout in 1939. TJ's spirit still lives on through the playground, teaching kids how to stand up for their rights. Mikey soon transferred to the school after TJ's death, starting first grade in the 1939-1940 school year. Mikey was always hungry, demanding food. However, he was a kind and gentle person causing no harm to the students around him. In 1941, he was diagnosed with type diabetes type 1. Feeling depressed, he ate an insane amount of chocolate bars to cope with his disease. He went into a diabetic coma in 1942 and died later that year of a heart attack at the age of 10. Mikey still walks in the playground, fat as ever and hungry as ever. Spinelli began attending in 1943, a school year after Mikey's death. Always trying to act the tough one, Spinelli would converse with the ghosts of TJ and Mikey and share with them her experiences. Spinelli died in a fight in 1946 during her second repeat of the fourth grade year. She now hangs out with the rest of the gang, acting as the group's bodyguard. Randall started at Third Street School in 1954. Dreams of becoming a reporter, he often worked as the muckraker of the school principal. Despised by the gang, especially Spinelli, Randall one day caught a random bystander beating up a tiny second grader in 1956 and told the principal, a different one than the one from the ninth, 1938. Furious, the bystander killed Randall with a gun in his house a few nights later. He was struck in the head and killed instantly. Even in the afterlife, Randall is still known as Third Street's best snitch. Gus began school in 1961. He was often quiet and kept to himself. He conversed with TJ Spinelli and Mikey a lot, as the ghosts were his only friends. He was often the target of the playground bullies. 
One fateful night in 1963, Gus was walking home from school in tears and covered in dirt and blood. He was beaten up by the neighborhood bullies the previous day, and his parents had forgotten to pick him up. Gus collapsed on the sidewalk in front of this house as he was turning to walk towards the door. He died on New Year's Day, 1964. Gus is viewed as the nerdy kid of the group, often keeping to himself and avoiding dirt and filth. When the Tyrus began school in 1968, the Ashleys were already in school, living the dream as top-notch fourth graders. Both groups were often despised by the rest of the kids on the playground. One night, when while the girls were having a sleepover and the boys were having a gentleman's sleepover, both coexisted that night. A serial killer broke into the Armbruster mansion and murdered the Armbrusters, the Cohen children, the Tomasian children, and the Bollet children. The killer was captured by police in early 1969. The Ashleys and the Tylers still roam the playground, acting like the big people on campus. Gretchen came to 3rd Street in 1972. She was shown as the intelligent one of the group, winning the science award every year until Becky Benson stole her project in 1975. Gretchen went home that day on a mad rampage. In her anger, she committed suicide by gunshot to the head. She's still the more intelligent of the ghosts in the group, and is even willing to tutor her friends when the time calls for it. Digger Sam and Dave attended Third Street School a while after Gretchen's death, beginning in 1978. Both boys were always interested in digging. In the summer of 1981, they were caved in while exploring an old coal mine. They never got out, and died two weeks after being trapped. They dig near the school grounds, afraid that digging outside the school grounds would cause them to lose their lives in the afterlife. Vince, who was the last to join the group, attended the school in 1988, just as the crazy 80s were coming to a close. Vince worked on his basketball career, often dreaming of making the NBA, inspired by famous NBA stars of that time. One day, in 1992, he tripped and broke his leg and was told he wouldn't be able to play basketball anymore. Devastated by this, Vince attempted to take his own life in 1993. As a result, he was sent to an insane asylum where he died in 1998. Vince plays a wide variety of sports in the afterlife, as the protagonist gang of ghosts was finally completed upon Vince's death. King Bob is known as the king of the playground after winning class president of the fourth grade in 2001. King Bob was always a clear ruler, but after going crazy with power, the fourth grade body fled a coup. King Bob was not allowed to run for president during the 2002-2003 school year. As a result, he murdered the entire student body in one night by breaking into their homes and stabbing them to death. He was sent to juvenile detention in fall of 2005 and stayed there until he was killed by another prisoner in 2011 at the 5th Street Corrections Facility at the age of 20. Due to the tragedies caused by the 3rd School Street Playground, the school was shut down and deserted in the summer of 2012. 
the last class of fifth graders leaving in 2011 on the 74th anniversary of Mikey's death. However, this event did not affect the school playground nor its current residents. The ghosts of the fallen children still followed and play on the playground of the Third Street School as if it never shut down. Our last story for the evening is Molly the Dog. Our story begins with a 12-year-old girl named Alicia, her 10-year-old little sister Abby, and her mother. They had just moved into a new home. It was new, big, and just what they had been wanting. They just needed to go get some basic things. Soap, spoons, towels, those sort of things. While they were at the store, Alicia's mother spotted something in the bin random stuff on sale. There was a doll that said Molly the doll on the tag. The mother, the doll looked beautiful. To Alicia, the doll looked creepy in a way she couldn't describe. To Abby, the doll looked funny. The doll Molly had two black eyes staring out at them and a pinkish orange dress was ripped with a squeezy neckline, just looking at the little doll. When they got home, the mother put the doll on the mantelpiece. That night, Alicia heard some childish laughing sound. She heard a little girl's voice. Molly's jumping off the mantelpiece and Molly's gonna kill you. Alicia ignored it, thinking it was her little sister playing a prank on her. But a few minutes later, she heard Molly's walking across the living room. Molly's gonna kill you. Alicia just mumbled. Stop it, Abby. It's not funny. Mom, stop her. But another few minutes later, she heard it again. Molly's coming up the stairs and Molly's gonna kill you. But then Alicia started to worry. Why wasn't her mother stopping Abby? Molly's walking across the hall and Molly's gonna kill you. It's almost here. I can't make it to my mom's room before it's here. Molly's walking across the room. Molly's almost here. Alicia was just paralyzed with fear. Couldn't move. Couldn't scream. But then the door opened. Molly's here now. Now you're dead. That morning, the mother came to wake up Alicia. Alicia was not there. There wasn't any sign of anything. The rest of bed was off. Alicia's mom went running into the living room and saw Molly right where she had faced her yesterday. And another dog that looked exactly like Alicia. episode one of 
The nerd fixes October Spook Fest. I hope you've had cheer spook for the new evening. Get ready for tomorrow, because it'll be just as scary. And to end this, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jay from the Nerd Fix signing off. Hope you got your fix for the evening, and you're scared. I'm signing off, and enjoy your spook.